Welcome to Hour 3 of Backbone Radio, August 6th, 2023. Boy, we're having a good time around here, just laying it out, telling it like it is in our own signature, politically moderate way. Again, I am lacking the text-to-studio right now for listeners who may have texted in. I respond almost to all of them when I am able But I wanted to talk about the ghost in the machine, the ghost in the machine, okay? And that that gets to the security state apparatus. I want to lay something on before we go to the phones. And I'll preface it with one little statement about, you know, the Trump indictments, Joe Biden, Jack Smith. Their goal is to prevent Trump from running for office. They don't want him to run. They're afraid of him. They're afraid of Trump running. Trump's ahead in the polls. They're worried they can't beat him. And so they have to indict him. That's what's going on. Some people are saying they're trying to play the 3D chess. They're like, oh, they're they're trying to indict him to just boost his popularity, which does seem to be happening from already incredibly popular in the GOP primary to over-the-top unbelievably popular as he rises in the polls. But... um, A tweet from Anthony Blinken, our Secretary of State under Joe Biden, and that Blinken's all distraught that over in uh, Russia, Putin is trying to throw a political opponent in jail. And Blinken says that cannot stand. And Blinken says this, quote, The United States strongly condemns Russia's conviction of opposition leader Alexei Navalny on politically motivated charges. The Kremlin cannot silence the truth. Navalny should be released, end quote. And I was just thinking, I mean, what what could you do to best combine a lack of self-awareness with a lack of intelligence in one statement? And I thought, gosh, that's a pretty good way to do it, Blinken, as they are trying to arrest, indict Donald Trump, <laughs> their political opponent who's beating them in the polls. And... Greg Price adds this. Um, he says, wow, I literally cannot believe that Vladimir Putin just sentenced his top political opponent to 19 years in jail. I'm so glad <clears throat> we live in a free country where our government is only trying to imprison our president's top political opponent for 641 years. So they're trying to get Trump in jail for 641 years. And Putin gave his political opponent 19 years. And actually, if you do the math, if you divide 19 into 641, you get 33.7. So I put this out. If you do the math, Biden is 33.7 times more tyrannical than Putin. And uh, but they don't seem to have any awareness of this. In Venezuela, the top opposition leader has been banned by the dictators in charge from running for political office. In Brazil, Bolsonaro is banned from running for president. In Pakistan, Imran Khan banned from running for president. Yeah, Mike Ben says, this is the new democracy. It's just a military intelligence pig with a silk cloth of media cover-up thrown on top. Yeah, they're afraid of him. They've got to indict him. And that's what dictators do around the world. Now, the ghost in the machine. And on the phone lines, please hang on. I just want to get this in here. This is the stakes for 2024. 
And actually, do I have do I have the Trump statement on the most important election? Let me just tease it with the uh, with the uh, oh, can I find it quick enough to not be annoying here? Um, golly, yeah, there it is. I found it. Thank you for your patience. E five. We ran twice in the state. We won twice by a lot. We won both primaries. Now we're going to do it again, and this will be the single biggest and most important election in the history of our country, maybe in the history of the world, because we're going to turn our country around, because our country right now and our leader right now is an embarrassment. He can't put two sentences together. He can't speak. The most important election in the history of the world, I submit to you, that is true. Now, The Ghost in the Machine by Benny Johnson, who writes for the Washington Examiner. Again, another, it's a moderate publication. Byron York is over there. The Ghost in the Machine. What is really happening to America in 2023? The indictments have nothing to do with Trump, not really. Conversely, the cover-up of impeachable crimes have nothing to do with Biden. Don't kid yourself. Joe Biden is not powerful or smart. He's barely alive, and that's the point. This is a pure exercise in power by those who truly wield power in our society, the security state. The security state is made up of a constellation of permanent Washington, D.C. apparatchiks who cling to the power center like fossilized barnacles. The security state never puts their names on a ballot too dirty. They would not dream of stooping that low. They are the ghost in the machine. It's far superior to control who can run for office and who is allowed to win that office and who is allowed to stay in office, i.e. Nixon and JFK. Benny Johnson, the ghost in the machine, continuing here. Quote, Presidents come and go. The system stays the same. The security state system has been in place for more than 70 years. All presidents kneel. No president crosses them and survives until that groundbreaking of the system in 2016. 2016 was the year the security state was internationally humiliated and proven to be powerless frauds, paper tigers. I mean... If Donald Trump beats your anointed Clinton candidate in a landslide after you rigged the election against him in 2016, you're powerless. And the world saw it. And a crisis broke out amongst this community like never before. They only have power because of projection, and that projection was shattered. The American people broke the system in 2016, and Trump was our tool. We rejected and laughed in the machine's face. This caused a psychotic break in the security state machine. A vengeful spite for regular Americans who humiliated them metastasized. They clawed back power by breaking every rule with a demonic furor and black vengeance. Today is a practice in pure power. And a controlled demolition is taking place. If they can't run the country, they're going to burn the place down. See this corrupt-as-hell, old-disease, dementia-riddled child predator in office right now? He's president. The security state made him president. 
just to insult you. They can do this. See how he never gets prosecuted for his obvious crimes? They can do that. They control justice itself. See that orange man who hurt us? He's facing over a thousand years in jail for non-crimes. We made them up. We're charging the president for free speech now. We control truth itself. What are you going to do about it? Protest? We will throw your grandmother in jail for protesting. Try something smart and we'll release another virus. Lock you down again. Destroy your neighborhood and stock market and currency. You, the American people, are nothing. And we, the machine, are everything. This is a practice in exercising power against the people of America. A show of force. Now you know your enemy, says Benny Johnson. And he concludes with this last line, quote, Fight them while you still can, end quote. Wow, that is Benny Johnson's extended tweet essay called The Ghost in the Machine. A lot of food for thought in that, is there not? I recommend it's over on the Backbone Radio Twitter page at Backbone Radio. Recommend you might read that, digest that, process that, and then you might understand what's going on in American politics today and who the unelected extremists are destroying this country. And hold on the phone. Be right back. R.E.M. Michael Stipe singing The Time to Fight has been engaged. The finest work song. And I do hope you can peruse that Ghost in the Machine commentary from Benny Johnson. 2024. Man, it is for all the marbles, ladies and gentlemen. Banana Republic or Constitutional United States of America. I mean, it's you got to pick a side. You got to choose. And you just got to choose now. And you got to realize the stakes here. This is... This is big. It is huge. All right? And there's no way you could put enough exclamation points on that statement. The lines are full, and we're going to be talking to everybody in order. And if you could please just hang right in there, we'll be... I'm just so looking forward to saying hello. And Charlene Cullen from Arkansas, glad you're here, Charlene. Welcome. Yeah. Oh, hi. Well, that that essay by Benny Johnson was excellent dude and it kind of almost took the took the wind out of my sails but i always like to look on the bright side one thing i'm i'm excited about is the multipolar world that is forming now and that's where they're letting africa uh you know have a have a say in international uh, in the international economics you know africa was just for used for natural resources the powers that be decided Africa would not be a manufacturing nation. It would not be a nation of intellect. It would just be a, a continent where we robbed them of their Well, the resources. events in Niger, apparently they're throwing off the yoke of French colonialism in largely French-speaking right. Niger right. in the capital right. of uh, Niamey. And exactly. It's a country I, uh, yeah. so I know Africa fairly well. We want, the, we um, want to be part of the manufacturing base. Right. And we want to be part of the wealth of the rest of the nations because their standard of living is so poor. 
And so anyway, they're speaking up, and they've got Russia and China, uh, you know, kind of, I think, working with them behind the scenes against the colonial colonialists, which is the still the British Empire. We are still kind of a vassal of the British Empire. Right. Even we think My concern would be but, that we might be seeing different colonials. China's planting its flags all over Africa from the well, south exactly. up north. Exactly. And um, I don't know how it's going to play, but apparently well, but quite yeah, a few, ru- well, just real quick, quite a few nations in Africa are signing military agreements for some kind of protection stuff with Russia right now. It's uh, yeah, it's, what, it's big yeah, changes. You're on to something it, here. If you have one person, one entity in control of everything, that's when you've got trouble. But if you've got three or four entities, empires going after each other, then they don't form this uh, one world order. I mean, I think they are mm-hmm. opposed. They're not going to be swept into that. But because once we get into that, there will be no opposition from anybody. I mean, there's no opposition right now in the United States other than surface opposition to how powerful the people are that you cannot talk, criticize. There are powers that are running this world that you cannot criticize and this country in particular. Like he said, you, you may think we can criticize Biden if he's not the real power, you know. And so right. the fact that they've been able to topple these populist governments in Brazil, they've been able to topple the uh, the uh, a populist leader in Pakistan, and then and there was another one that you mentioned that they're no longer they're going to imprison them just like with Trump. All these right. populist leaders they're imprisoning, and so that's scary. So that's why I want a multipolar world, see, where we don't just have one world order with total control at least there's forces fighting each other if that makes any, any sense at all it does so that one doesn't you know one com- thing one about how attain complete one doesn't can attain complete dominion over everyone else and you know like russia the only the only uh, reason why you can't keep a uh, what's it called uh you can't keep a, a one world order going is that uh they'll turn on each other and and so you know that's that's kind of what I'm hoping the powers that be right now will turn on each other so this whole thing will fall apart because they are clamping down pretty heavily. And uh, but I'm I'm sorry, were you going to say something? Well, this, the Ukraine conflict is changing the world, and I do think that without what's going on in Ukraine and China and Russia being pushed closer together, that affects how they work together in Africa, and it's a it's a. Mm-hmm. You know, and you listen to Colonel Douglas McGregor talks about, oh, man, the, the consequences of what's going on with this Ukraine imbroglio. You can't underestimate. And now over in uh, Ethiopia, where I have done some uh, dental mission work and worked, done some cleft palate and mm-hmm. some surgical work in Ethiopia, mm-hmm. in the very region mm-hmm. where I did some work up north, they, uh, a genocide broke out in the past uh, two or three years, and you never really mm-hmm. heard about it in the media. But, oh, my gosh, it's been so brutal up there in that part of Africa. And how is it that you never hear about it? You don't even, like, hear our State Department doing much about that genocide over there. It's it's quite an outrage. I mean, everything is focused on what's going on with Ukraine. And so, I, I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if we've made much progress at all with our corrupt foreign policy elites. You know, remember, Rwanda, never again. You know what I mean? But uh-huh. yeah, here we are again. There's so many all that unrest and genocides. But anyway, so I like to look on the side. I've got three bright things, okay? One of them is uh, Laura Loomer. She was on the Spaces this afternoon on Twitter, and there were like 
oh, 3,000 people that were tuned in. They were the most optimistic. And if anyone is going to take the, uh, this country back, it's going to be people like that because they are so bold and so articulate and they understand everything that's going on. And most of them are New Yorkers that have migrated to Miami, some of the boldest people in the world. Interesting. The women, yeah, Laura you know? Loomer. She's probably going to stop that effort in California to rig the deal to help DeSantis get his slice, even if he loses by like 50 points. But what's your other two bright spots? Yeah. Is that the king has no clothes is like uh, I missed the first two hours. But uh, DeSantis, he went to do you know he he crashed a wedding this weekend? Did (laughs) you know about that? No. No, seriously. He went to a livestock show first. And there weren't enough people there. So we talked turned, about the livestock uh, show. We had uh, it, yeah, I was look, I was analyzing the brand. photo. Maybe twenty, twenty-three people there. Yeah. How many of them were so, like uh, on his staff? I don't know. Oh yeah, and so this legislator friend was his daughter was getting married, and so he had got wind of it, and and he and he had not confirmed that he would come or anything, but he just showed up, and they said, "Oh, good. It's always nice to have a president." Show up at your your daughter's wedding. Pull up a chair. So anyway, so there's an article about him crashing weddings. There's there's several places to get people. Oh, I see what you're saying is that show. if he tries to go somewhere on his own, he can't generate a crowd. But if he can, if he can go exactly. to where a pre-existing crowd is already in place, he can exactly. show up. So and the optics might make exactly. it look like he created the crowd. See that that's a challenge for all non-Trump candidates. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then, and then he hasn't reached his forty thousand dollars. Did you already go over that? No, hasn't. I hadn't heard uh, that one. There's a guy. Oh no, Pence. No, no Pence. No, we're on to Pence. Forty thousand donors. Pence needs forty. Yeah, so Pence needs forty thousand donors, and in order to get on the debate stage, and so he hasn't reached. He has not qualified yet. yet. Interesting. Yes, he By the way, on Pence, real quick. I saw a note that he has made $1.1 million in the last few years on speaking gigs alone in South oh, Korea. I and I, I thought, yes. now, Mike Pence is the most boring speaker you could ever hear in your life. The most boring, the most phony, the most impossible to listen to. I remember Pence would go on the Limbaugh show, and I would almost have to turn the station from Limbaugh, who's the greatest... At the trip, because I could yeah. not stand to listen to Mike Pence drone on in his phony manner. Yeah, it is, but, it is monotonous. But anyway, I'm just perplexed. Is that how could a guy who sp- speaks so poorly earn that much money? You know, it's just kind of a racket, right? Well, they might, hey, they must have gotten a favor from him, and they probably said, "Listen, you only have to talk about five minutes. That's all you need to do." And you, we got our favor, and you got your yeah, <laughs> your it's speaking fee, Clinton esque almost. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, <laughs> okay, Charlene. Thanks, and I'll tell you what, Alexa and other people on the phone lines, please don't go anywhere. I must chat with you on Backbone Radio this August 6, 2023. We'll be right back. Tumbling Dice by the Rolling Stones. Ushering us back into this next scintillating segment of Backbone Radio. And boy, the dice do tumble, don't they? You never know which way they're going to turn up unless they're loaded. Ha! <laughs> Loaded dice. Yeah. Let's uh, let's say our hellos again, and uh, I believe I've got Alexa. Is this Alexa in Arvada? Welcome to the program. Is this the Alexa? It is the Alexa. How are you? Oh, Dr. it's great Guy. to hear your voice. I normally 
enjoy reading text messages from you during our programming, and they're they're wonderful. They keep me on track, just so you know. But they're, the texts are down tonight, bummer. <laughs> I know, I know. So, so I thought I'd, I'd call in. Um, Honor. I think Jack. I think Jack Smith and the Dems have overplayed their hands. And there was a quote um, I heard from someone talking this week who um, had heard, you know, I hate Trump, but I don't hate Trump that much. Interesting. I I think the average CNN viewer is actually going to go, hey, wait, this is not the right thing to do. So that is my that that is the question mark you have about where we are as a as a nation right now is that, you know, I was just mentioning, you know, what they've done in Brazil, banning Bolsonaro from running, what they're doing in Venezuela, banning the opposition leader there, what they're doing in Pakistan, banning that opposition leader Um, and Putin, Russia, 19 years prison for Navalny, an opposition leader. Do we. Do the American people really want to see us become that kind of third world dictatorship, Orwellian kind of country? Do, do, and that's what you're submitting is a, a crucial point that maybe we'll be finding out the answer to. But I have to think that this is overplaying their hand. I always say that the deep state is best in the shadows when you don't. They're, they're really behind the scenes and they're maneuvering in ways you can't really see. But in the Trump era, they've had to come out and go over the top, and Brennan's had to go on CNN and Clapper and Comey and the rest of them. And I just don't think the deep state fares well when they come out of the shadows. But I don't know. I, where are the people on this? Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're correct. I, I think people are getting sick of it. I was telling Blake, I had heard this week, that the blood sample from Obama's chef that died mysteriously on the paddleboard yes swim had gone missing it was a oops error you know are you serious i am i am dead serious Hmm. you know they said it was an inexperienced technician or something it you can't be that obvious every single turn and not have people catch up to that they couldn't find who had the cocaine in the white house Collar yeah. earlier said that they, they yeah. got rid of the evidence already. The uh, blood sample, really, for Tariq, oh, I can't remember his last name, the chef, the oh, Biden... Campbell? Is it Campbell, Campbell, or, yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, sad loss there, obviously, but who was the second paddleboarder? Why did they say the Obamas weren't in town? Then it turns out they were in town. Why did Obama show up at a golf course, like, the next day or the day after with, like, a looking a little bruised and with bandages on his hand. Yeah. I mean, there's there's all kinds of question marks, and who knows what the heck to say about that. But it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, the, the camera in Epstein's jail cell, right? Oh, it, it was malfunctioning. <laughs> if the, if the blood sample for the chef. You know, and there was old A.G. Barr, corrupt as that guy was, we now know, said, oh, yeah, I guess the camera was malfunctioning in the Epstein jail cell. We will never know what happened to him. We'll never know who got him. Mystery. It's so mysterious. I. It seems to. I am surprised that the average CNN viewer ends up catching on, but I think they are going to. You know, you hope just at least enough of them will. And um, I don't know where you are on the Ukraine imbroglio, but it looks like right now 
um, the majority of the American people oppose more aid to Ukraine, but still 74% of Democrats are still supporters of that. And of that 74%, a bunch of those Democrats probably still think that, you know, Trump colluded with Putin to win the 2016 election, as in the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, right? <laughs> um, yes. The Democrats are are far more, I mean, Republicans tend to not believe propaganda. They, we're just like, oh my gosh, propaganda, give me a break, won't even watch uh, the cable news and all that. But Democrats, they, they still lap it up, a lot of them, most of them, which is why it's going to be so interesting to see what RFK Jr. can do as a Democrat running for the presidency, dropping all these red pills <laughs> on Democrat oh. ears. I, you See, if he was talk, talking to people who are not disposed to believe propaganda, he might get somewhere, but he's up against a voting block that really believes mainstream propaganda, what the New York Times says and CNN says and all that. And I, I just kind of wonder if he's going to make a dent. It's very, it's kind of exciting, actually. It, him and, uh, I know you touched upon Elon earlier, but also um, Joe Rogan and the potential that Trump might go on Joe Rogan, but but Joe Rogan this week has been very clear about, you know, Obama or Obama, sorry, Biden um, is a criminal and everything he's doing. So hopefully, you know, the veil is being lifted um, for the average CNN viewer. And I have to say, I'm, I'm a little surprised at how good Joe Rogan is. There's been a few moments where he backed down to the machine that I lost some respect for him. And that was back when his Spotify contract was in question and all of that stuff. But, boy, he, he really, you know, he's like a fighter guy, right? And he, he brings yeah. a bunch of common sense to these issues. And he's very skeptical about the mainstream narrative on January 6th, right? And he's, he's nailing it on Biden here in a big way. If, I, had, I didn't know that he was exploring talking to, uh, to Trump on his show. Man, that would be yeah. one you'd want to not miss. Absolutely. Yeah. And he started um, part of his career. He started on news radio, the, that show with Phil Hartman and um, Andy Dick was on it. A couple others um, back in the 90s. So Rogan he, did. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know. He's he, I didn't know he'd been around that long. I'm like, yeah, I thought it was just like some guy who quit fighting and then got into media and somehow was pretty good at it. No, and didn't he do that like weird show where you eat bugs and crap? <laughs> I, I think he did that show too. But, Wouldn't surprise yeah, me. So. I'll, I'll bet the the main yeah, okay. the main viewer yeah. for that was Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. They were yeah. like, "Look at that! He That's great." Factor. So maybe Rogan started yeah. this whole bug eating thing. Hmm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but but I I still have the faith, and um, you know I I hope that. All this is being done to, you know, expose how horrible the deep state is. Because I think your average person wouldn't be able to accept how horrific the deep state is. They so. don't realize what a prison they're living in. They don't realize no. what the matrix is. They can't quite see outside of it. But as the deep state goes over the top, and as we become full-on Banana Republic, let's imprison our political opponent, a former president, you wonder how much of that they can take before they're like, God, you know? And then you add on the context of how miserable Biden's rule has been and how good it was under Trump in the golden era. 
with the great economy, middle class thriving and the rest of it, peace, no wars, energy independence, right? So Absolutely. Trump has a resume and a track record, and I do think the the Russia Russia hoax has been obviously disproven from the start, if you listen to Backbone Radio, but it's been disproven enough that you know, you're not seeing them pound on that. There's gotta be some CNN viewer that sits there and says, you know, they told me that Trump was doing Russia, Russia, uh, and he and Putin got him. But maybe that that wasn't true. You know, there might be at least a few people out there that are having that light bulb go off <laughs> in their <laughs> minds. So, yeah, I think that's part of why they're nervous. I mean, they they really don't want Trump to run, and he's so dominant in no. the polls, even against Biden. I mean, and Trump again, he pulls the Rust Belt. He he gets the working class who are. No, they will vote for no Republican other than Trump. And they, they will do it. They will crawl over broken glass to vote for Trump. They get, they get a chance to do that. So they don't want to let you have a chance, right? It's their democracy, right. and they got to control who you can or cannot vote for. Make sense? Yeah, and nope, makes perfect sense. And you also have, uh, there is not a Biden voter who would um, say the same thing, who would vote for, who would walk over glass to vote for Biden. Nope. You just can't imagine it. Do you see a lot of uh, Biden bumper stickers and, you know, and when you're driving in traffic? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Biden Never. shirts, Biden hats. I Never. I can't even recall seeing one, frankly, not even on like a Subaru, you know? Yeah. But uh Yeah, yeah and I mean, it's for all the marbles this one coming up. I got to tell you, Alexa, and, and if anyone's dialed yeah, in yeah. on that, it is you. Alexa, and so... That's because I listen to Backbone, right? Yeah, amen. Backbone and wake up. (laughs) Take care, Dr. Daniel. I sure will. Alexa, it's so great to hear your voice, and just a big salute to you for your inspiration and for your texts. You you have that information. Like I said, you keep me on track and informed, and I just love it. Talk soon. There's our sacred number tonight, Got Me by Gabby Barrett. What an album or two that great country singer has produced. A lot of her tunes are gospel. And this one, a very special song. And, you know, there's times where faith is key, just key, just critical. And a lot of stuff just gets boiled down, boiled down, squeezed out, and it's down to that. This song sort of captures that sort of moment. Our sacred number. And by gosh, the lines are still just full action. So honored by people checking in. And we'll have the Texas studio working next week. And I need to go in order. And uh, where where's Mike Blake? Which one do I? Okay, I'll hit this one. Uh, Mike in Littleton. Mike in Littleton, thank you for hanging a minute. And welcome aboard, sir. Well, you are welcome. Thank you. Um, hey, I wanted to quickly follow up with you on a conversation we had about three weeks ago and, and just praise you for not only your great musical uh, selection abilities, but your great book recommendations. Um, wow. I uh, I had ordered the uh, the same day that you recommended that I order Unmasking the Administrative State. Yes, um, yes. Uh, we were talking about the, you know, by the John Administrative Marini. State, obviously. 
John it's Marini. Yeah. 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 It, it's excellent. I've had a chance to uh, dive in and out of it, and I just wanted to kind of follow up. Uh, you're also the guy that got me into the Claremont Review of Books, but uh, that's that's neither here nor there. It's a Honored by that. Multi-talented host. Yeah, oh, multi-talented host here. Well, um, in my opinion, yeah, the Claremont Review of Books, that's the premier outlet to read conservative intellectuals who are rooted in the American tradition and constitutional thinking and uh, their take on current events and issues, their book reviews and cultural takes are just brilliant, bar none, in my opinion. Good, good yeah. summary. I, I, I agree. You know, I'm not a, a lofty intellectual, but uh, I, uh, I can keep up with it, and uh, it's a pretty uplifting reading, to say the least. Um, you I sound pretty lofty to me, though, Mike. You sound rather <laughs> lofty. No, nah, I want to stay down to earth, buddy. I'll Same tell you. here. <laughs> The the administrative state, the thing that concerns me, and I uh, the conversation we had three weeks ago or so was, uh, you know, I was saying I think we're putting too much on Trump. Um, you know, even if he wins this election, boy, we're going to have to have people in Congress, you know, in the Senate and the House with a different philosophical outlook. We've got to cut this thing back. We've got to start defunding this beast. Um, yes. You, you know, Biden's administration is showing us how corrupt, well, it's gotten too big, but how corrupt it can become. Um, I mean, Justice Department, uh, the CIA, uh, FBI, uh, wow. It's DHS, all the three-letter agencies. Oh. And you're right. Um Part of the reason that, you know, people are so strongly supporting Trump is that they don't see anywhere else to go. They don't see any other plausible, viable alternative anywhere. And so, yes, it is a system where only one individual has truly broken through the corrupt system, the nefarious system. Does that make sense? And I, I wish we could look at 20, 30, 50, 100, 500, 1,000 really strong leaders that have the same kind of capacities, but apparently yeah. we're just not seeing them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, you, you know, I've heard DeSantis, uh, and, and this is, you know, but this is what they say, not what they do necessarily, but he, he claims he wants to reduce the deep state, administrative state by 50%. Uh, Vivek uh, Ramashami, whatever his last name is, um, wants to do the same thing starting with the Department of Education. We need oh, a whole bunch of people. If if Trump does get in there, you know, the only way we're ever going to cut the, get this cut back is to have, like you say, a thousand different leaders out there right. with the same philosophy. And my hope would be that Trump wins 2024 and that creates the sea change. That creates that creates giving people the confidence to step up and, and join join the uh, the noble crusade to you know stop the unelected ghost in the machine from running the country and by the way DeSantis comes out and says he's going to start slitting throats in the deep state kind of like a while ago he said he's going to start <laughs> shooting people at the border i mean he's ramping up the extreme rhetoric to try yeah. to get to the right of trump in a primary it's all bogus and his handlers don't believe any of that stuff but they think they can go to the right of trump one of their things um but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, And Vivek, is, I, I've realized a few suspicions of him lately as well. But, you, you know, you, you just hope that a victory could, could turn the tide. But, you know, it's up against at least a small group of people who happen to control the propaganda and the institutions and who are ruthless. 
and who see themselves in an existential fight for survival. That would be the agencies that you just mentioned, Mike. And they've yeah, got you know, every I'll, trick I'll, in the book. Every trick. They truly do, and their hands on all the levers of power. The yeah. um, Alexa, uh, I think, really hit it when she said that they're starting to overplay their hand, or they have, with this relentless persecution of Trump. Um, I have a 29-year-old son that's, uh, you know, not really that political, but he told me um, he's going to vote for Trump because he's tired of what's going on. He says the more they go after him, the more they do this, more it makes me want to vote for him. So yep. that, that's hopeful to hear that, that, you know, people are good. You know, noticing this, noticing this good. a little bit. You got it. Yeah, yeah your people are noticing it's Trump versus the man. You know, it's Trump versus the corporate machine. It's Trump versus the ghost in the machine. And unfortunately, DeSantis has picked sides and he does not want to pick a fight with the deep state. He uses that rhetoric and they all know that, oh, he doesn't really mean that. He's just saying that. You know what I mean? He's not really that kind of person. He's picked sides. He's chosen sides. And he's not going to go against any of the mainstream narratives that are the supports for the regime in place in power, which would be the January 6th business, which would be the uh, 2020 election business and uh, and the the rest of it. So it's unfortunate. But DeSantis does not want to get on the wrong side of those people, which for him might make life easier for him. But it's a non-starter because he's like single digits and he's going nowhere. So... Yeah, well, we will see. It's going to be a long 15 months or whatever it is till the election. Yes. Uh, it's going to get pretty dicey, I'll tell you. Yes, expect maximum dicey would be yeah. my advice. <laughs> maximum. Slicey and dicey. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put that in the book here and remember okay. that, okay? Hey, big salute for reading good old Professor John Marini, who I've interviewed on this program. He's the expert on the administrative state, and I just do wish more people could understand that concept. It's 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 hard for a lot of people to to grasp what that all is, but once you see it, you do, you can never unsee it. In the distinction between the yeah. unelecteds, the barnacles in the beltway running the oh, show yeah. versus the elected by, and the voice the way, of the people. He, yeah. Yeah. By the way, you pulled that off the top of your head there in about ten seconds. So you know we were just I don't know how we got to that, and it was like that's a great recommendation. So I just thought I had to follow up. It's like I don't know how you store all that stuff away up there, but. Uh, it was right there on the tip of your tongue. I'll tell you. Well, I just got lucky in that instance. You know, I'm, I'm not All an right. intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. All, All right. the best, Bye. Mike. Thank you for checking in. All Stay right. close if Take you care. would. You bet. And um, did we lose Guy? Is Guy here? Uh, Mark. Mark. I guess we lost Guy. We got Mark. And, Mark, we're about out of time. And, um, actually, we are really about out of time. But you have, a like, a one sentence you could offer? Yeah, instead of uh, Biden... Uh, Nomics, it's Biden dynamics, uh, demonic. Oh, Biden demonics. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about the timing. I thought we had another minute. But, uh, Mark, we'll talk if you can next week. Matt Dunn, Backbone Radio, signing out. See you, Saddle Pals.